Welcome, welcome to the Sharpening the Squares podcast, Season 3, Episode 12. Back in action, back without Baru. Where's Baru? I don't know. I'm your lovely host, uh, Magoo. Uh, Baru has been relegated to... what? Jay, what's the, uh, what's the relegation league in European football? Um, so I recently watched Ted Lasso, which is a great watch if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> And this question pops up um, when Ted Lasso learns about relegation. And the second league in England, I believe, is called the championship. So if you get relegated, you get to play for the championship. Oh, it's it's like when you go to Australia and the toilets swirl the other way. Things are just kind of backwards. Yeah, I guess. The Queen's what? English, I guess the Queen's English premier is higher than champion. So mm. I'll it's have to like, watch the crown and get back to you on that. Yeah, it's like when they say things are sixes and sevens, like in craps, like those are good numbers, depending on, you know, if you're on the pass line or the don't pass line. But sixes and sevens in England means that uh, things are crazy. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> what medium is Ted Lasso on again? It's on Apple TV. It. Okay, I thought I it was. I was like, I don't know how you're going to turn a charming commercial into a good show, but it was really. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was was really well done, and Ted Lasso's quite endearing. So yeah, it wasn't a commercial. It was a sketch, right? No, it was a commercial. Oh. Right, like, yeah, it was it was like for the kickoff of like an NFL season or something? I think, or no, it was for Premier League. It was, it was a like bit. Pre- it, it was it a was, bit. We'll call it no, a bit. Nope, it was Premier League advertising when America was trying to get people excited for soccer back before the U.S. didn't qualify for the World Cup on NBC. Yeah, mm. but it's a great, it's a, it's a charming show. Mm-hmm. There's, there's plenty of good laughs. Well, we're rambling, but we're still off to a better start than with Baru because this is about the time of the show when Baru would be transitioning to like his third Wi-Fi and getting in his car and the door slams and he's ordering extra beans at the drive-through and you can hear dogs in the background and you know, so already, I think he's done. I think I think we're just done with him on the podcast. Do you oh, want to do the college football um, contest with me next year? Uh, no, I would do an NFL one, but not college. Oh my goodness. You're about to love me. Then we have, there is actually a college NFL hybrid. Ooh, we do all your NFL plays and we do all my college plays. All right. Together. We'll do. So we just submit the bears and Clemson every week and probably don't win any money. No, we don't because Clemson is only two and six against the spread this year. Ouch. Ouch. And yet they're seven and one. It's crazy. Huh. So things well, will regress to the mean. We'll get to that. We'll uh we'll jump right into last week's uh plays, which uh <clears throat> you know, I think we were kind of so so again last weekend. Uh some of the killers uh as I pull up my notes here, this is riveting as I get that prepared. But <clears throat> We did like Virginia Tech against Miami. That was a stinky, fishy line. That was another system play. We might be done with system plays where the team that is ranked 
is less than a touchdown favorite on the road. That was Miami at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was a two-point favorite. They were leading by 14, and they blew it. They lost 25-24. So that was a mm. loser for us. But we also had Boston College getting 13.5 with Notre Dame coming off the big win over my Tigers. They covered that spread pretty easily, and I don't know. I thought that would be a letdown spot for them, but Notre Dame took the kept the gas pedal on, so it's whatever. We liked, uh, we did like uh, Florida laying the big points, seventeen versus Arkansas. That was a nice win for us, uh, but there wasn't much action last week. I don't know if you've heard, but there was a pandemic going on I, in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that actually, and uh, they decided to play football anyway. Okay. So, I'm sure they have like a nice system set up for creating like bubbles and stuff and making oh, sure yeah. the stadiums aren't empty so people don't rush the field and have like impromptu like super spreader yeah. events and stuff, right? So there's none of that. Yeah, like Notre, on, they, sure. like Notre Dame, especially when they beat Clemson, they made sure to get extra security so that mm. they didn't form a mosh pit in the middle of the stadium and, uh, you know, People, but even if they did, you know, those kids look like they were wearing masks down there. So that's good. <laughs> Except they didn't. They didn't do any of that, did they? They didn't. They would rush the field without masks, and there was yeah. about twenty thousand people at the center of the Notre Dame field. I think and that's you more. Thought... That is more than the current CDC guidelines would recommend. You know, you would think so. Yeah. You would think so. I mean, if the rest of the world saw that, Jay, what do you think they would, would say? Uh, who even knows at this point? Probably They're probably not too surprised, but let's get back to the line. I, I think they would say, wow, Notre Dame must be like the backup of the backup schools, like not very prestigious yeah. and kind of not good academic. But that was the story last week. Not much. All these games were canceled in the SEC um, due to the COVID. So will they, will they make them up or are they just – sorry about that. That game is uh, not being played. So the SEC, I believe, has one open date that they can make them up, and uh, but the Big Ten does not. Mm. So the Big Ten games get canceled. The SEC has – they have one date they can make up, but if any other dates get missed, then they have to cancel that game. So Wowza. Your Bulldogs were canceled versus Mizzou, so I know you were sad about that. Yep. Yep, so that was that. Uh, quick Clemson corner this week. They are 35.5-point favorites over the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, That's a just, lot of points. Yeah, you just drove through Tallahassee, too. How, how did you enjoy the panhandle of Florida? Well, I got out of there as fast as I could. There, uh, <laughs> it is not. I would not say it is an ideal... Uh, vacation destination any longer. I think there are oh. far more charming places you could go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. I used to vacation in Destin and I always enjoyed it. Of course I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, so you know, it might have it might not be, you know, our cup of tea now. Yeah, I think I don't think so. I don't think it's not the family destination it once was. No, I don't think so. Also, it's just not a great place to be during COVID. Mm. We'll leave. We'll leave it at that. Mm. We'll stick to sports. 
<laughs> Stick to sports. Uh, let's see. So, shut up and dribble. Yeah. But Clemson, there's not much at the Clemson corner, but Trevor Lawrence is back. My little binky, my baby, is back with a vengeance. I'd like us to run the table and win the title this year. So, that's really exciting. Starts with the beatdown of Florida State at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Indiana plays at Ohio State. That's kind of the only other big game. It's like Wisconsin Northwestern. Ugh. I won't even so make you guess I, these lines. I do know something about this Indiana football team. So I was listening to the Pro Football, Pro Football Focus podcast on my road trip, and they mentioned that the quarterback from Indiana a couple weeks ago had what was maybe the closest play ever in football when he had like that little dive towards the pylon and like barely won it in like yes. overtime or something. Michael Penix Jr. is his name. Well, so well that's where the the lively debate happened. Is it really Michael Penix or is it Michael Penix? <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. You're sure it's not Penix? Cuz that sounds maybe inappropriate. Yeah, but we have to keep this. We have to keep this TV fourteen. We have to keep this. So it is. It's a. It's a Penix. Yeah, because Apple. Not, he's not a. They're not led by Penix. Spotify will slap us with the uh, uh, explicit content if Got we go it. too much further. So. Okay. So yeah, I know you're thinking like Spotify care, but they will. Right. Well. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that was what, – what was your point with the Michael Penix play? I didn't have a point. Just that I knew something happened in college football this year. Uh, okay, well, you should have been watching Iowa State. They're leaving – your alma mater is actually winning the Big 12 so far. So that's uh, really? actually exciting. Yeah, they are. Are there 12 teams in the Big 12 this year? That many can play? Yeah, and if you had listened to our other podcast, which I know you're, which I did, did yeah, mm-hmm. you would know about the quarterback of uh, Iowa State. Do you know his name? Alan Lazard. That's close. It's close. His okay. name is actually Brock Purdy. Do you know what they call him during a certain month? What's that? Brocktober. Do you know why they call Whoa. him Brocktober? Is he tall like Brock Osweiler? <laughs> I forgot about that guy. He <laughs> covers the spread. He's eight and zero against oh, the spread in the month of October. Yeah. So they call him Brocktober. Isn't that isn't that cute? Wow, that's nice. It also maybe just shows that not a lot of people have faith in uh, the mighty, mighty Iowa State Cyclones. No, they don't. But they it's... got a good coach. Do you know the coach's name? I do not. Mm, it's Fred. Uh... Fred Hoyer. Fred Hoyer. This is like when you play the game with Becca where she has to guess the mascot of the football team that you name. Ooh, some of my favorites with that. So we've done, like with <laughs> Beck, we've been at baseball games and like I'll say a, a city or state and then she'll tell me the, uh, you know, team that's from there. So we've had like the Toronto Tornadoes. Yeah, I like how she goes with the alliteration for all the... Yeah, she's a big, <laughs> right, they're... <laughs> yeah, there have been some really, really good ones. In fact, I was there. Um, we were at the stadium, and she said, Toronto Tornadoes. And I go, did you just say Tornadoes because it sounded like Toronto? 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm blanking on it. Well, I shouldn't have gone down this track. <laughs> That's all right. I think this is our best episode of the year, actually. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I've got, like, the list written down somewhere. There's some. She does a pretty solid job of, of – oh, this is what it was. So we were at the baseball game, and then we were also asking, you know, what different – you know – what what's the different terminology for parts of the the baseball field and we asked her what the dirt path was like between the outfield and the wall mm-hmm. and she thought real long and hard and then uh very confidently told us that that patch of dirt is often referred to as the sand lot <laughs> Which I'm fine with. I think we should call the warning lot the sand, the warning track, the sand lot. Let's just. I'm fine with let's that. Let's just do That's it. Fine. Yeah. I mean, that that movie doesn't get enough, you know, love. So you might as well call it the sand lot. Who cares? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. All right. Why did let's you, pick some games? If you really want to fry her noodle, you ask her why the why when the ball hits the foul pole, it's actually fair. We're not, we're not ready for that. Why would it be called the foul pole anyway? Uh, so uh, quick transition. So we have Brock Purdy at Iowa State. Uh, his brother, Chuba, his name, his brother's name's Chuba. Chuba Purdy is actually the quarterback at Florida State playing Clemson. See, it all ties in, but he's out for mm. the year. So Florida State's in trouble that game. Uh, the only other fun game this weekend is for your nightcap is uh is Bedlam. You know what Bedlam is? Yeah, it's uh, that's Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Yes, well done, well Thank done. You. So we have Oklahoma State. Your boyfriend, uh, Mike Gundy of the OAN. <laughs> He's the worst man. <laughs> Let's just pick it and move on. Let's not waste a lot of time okay, on, on well. Mike Gundy and how and how toxically masculine he is. Okay, well, I'll give you one one nice play here. Uh, just take Oklahoma in a teaser. Make that your uh, – I, I, I've never done this, actually. So I would say do a round-robin teaser. I love Oklahoma to to round-robin them, tease them with any other lines that you like. So I won't give you individual picks. I'm just saying tease uh, Oklahoma. You know, I like I like teasing them with the Chiefs uh, who are playing the Raiders. They have revenge, so – you just need the Chiefs and the uh, Sooners to win this weekend. Seems like free money. Yeah, I like that. I like, I that, like that. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is masterful coming off of a bye week. The Chiefs lost last time they played the Raiders. They're going to probably demolish them. Also, the Raiders take COVID about as seriously as Mike Gundy, so they might have a <laughs> lot of players out this week. So I think that's if you're just looking at the Chiefs to win. I feel really good about that. Awesome. Love to hear it. So uh, uh, if, you, if you're feeling frisky and you want to play some straight-up bets, I've got a couple for you. I would just lay the points with Ohio State, 20-and-a-half versus Indiana. Indiana's a little bit fool's gold. Uh, they've beaten teams uh, that are combined like 1-13 and 13 when they don't play each other. So fun stat there. Your Michael Penix might be some stiff competition. Stop it. Please. I've got to be professional. I can't hit the cough button to laugh. 
Oh, puns. <laughs> oh, where were we? Oh, yeah. So Stiff competition. Yes. Um, Iowa, Penn State, lay the points uh, too. So the squares are going to be betting Penn State as a buy low. But I think that team is really bad and is ready to quit on the season. So Iowa seems too easy and it's very square, but I would definitely go lay the points with the hawk eyes of Iowa. That's Michael Peanut. Oh gosh. Okay, so that's about it. There's nothing really exciting. Iowa State plays Kansas State. Do you want to guess the line on your your cyclones? Uh, I'm looking at it, so I shouldn't guess. But does Kansas is Mike Mangino still the coach at Kansas State? Because that was really fun back in the day. No, Mark Mangino was the coach at that's at it. Kansas, the Jayhawks. Oh, I'm mixing them up. You're right. Yeah, they play the Horns this week. Actually, they don't. It's postponed due to COVID reasons. So, got it. We should probably keep moving on. I have no <clears> plays. Yeah. So, so there's your plays. Uh, feel confident in the Oklahoma money line. Tease them. Uh, take Iowa and, and lay the points with Ohio State, and uh, we'll see you at the window. So NFL, we're talking. We are talking yeah. Trevor now. Transition to the Bears. Oh, you're just throwing Trevor right on the Bears. The the Bears aren't going to get a chance at Trevor. Well, right? he's, so he's going to be the number one pick. Yeah, and the Bears don't have the capital, and unfortunately, they won too many games this year to have a shot at the number one pick. What about this? Trevor stays his senior year, and the Bears tank next season for Trevor. That is a possibility. So I think the – I think that's the possibility. Trevor's got to come out. He's going to be yeah, the number one pick. Will. Right, and I think that he'll go to the Jets, and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Is he able to force Adam Gase – and like a big overhaul of like that front office coach. Cause I think Trevor probably has that leverage. If I were Trevor, now, I would not want to play for Trap for uh, Adam Gase. No, he Gase is... will be fired on black Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, there's no way that the jets can keep him around, yeah, but they won't even have Trevor man, on the team when, when Gase gets fired. Yeah. Jets are, I mean, as terrible as the jets have been historically, like, you're looking at getting Lawrence who so some of the scouting guys out there are saying like he's one of the best like quarterback prospects in like a long, long, long time. Compared to Andrew um, Luck as far as a sure thing. They're comparing him to like Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, like John Elway in terms of like yes. him being a sure prospect. Like that's a mm-hmm. good good place to be. So with that kind of leverage coming into the Jets, like you could see them making a push for Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma if he wants to make a jump to the NFL or you could name a lot of, you know, like the Eric B enemies out of uh, Kansas city. Who's been great on there as an OC there. Um, uh, who's the coordinator with uh, Matt rule in Carolina. Oh, no, Joe in Brady. Carolina. That would be interesting. Yeah. Joe Brady's like a big hot ticket uh, head coach. They're saying he could be good. Right. So I think Trevor could, you know, leverage with, you know, where he wants to go. So I think the Jets are, and they have a good bit of cap space because they have bottomed out. So they're in they're in a good spot. So yeah, I'm hoping I they can. Unfortunately, I don't think they're in the, they're in the market for a running back as well because uh, I think Frank Gore just turned like 62. So <laughs> Francis, uh, <laughs> yeah, Francis Gore. 
So I'm hoping they can somehow move up and draft ETN and just pair Trevor with ETN. And then I might have to move to New York and become a Jets fan. Again. Can I wear well, the fireman's Jersey, so. hat in there? A fireman that does the... In, uh, I'm sure I'm sure Ed will jump back on the bandwagon if this happens. Yeah. Yeah, the mean green. Yeah. All right. So the Bears will get Trevor if he can stay an oh, extra year. So the Bears are in an interesting spot in that I don't see that right. I mean, they have to move on. Yeah. I, I'm surprised Matt Nagy hasn't been fired at this point. Um, I, like, there's just too much data on him being inconsistent as a head coach and, and putting together really crappy offenses, right? I think yeah. that, you know, kind of what the analysts are saying right now is that, you know, he took kind of all like the bright, shining gadget stuff that Andy Reid does without any of the actual substantive schemes that that's what makes Andy Reid's offense good. So I think back in 2018 when Nagy was unfortunately named coach of the year, when it was actually Vic Fangio who should have got all of that credit, right? I don't think the other coaches, the other, they didn't have enough game tape on, on what Nagy was putting out there. So the offense was able to click a little bit that year, but then you go to last year and this year, man, there's just – Everybody sees what, what Nagy's doing with these motions that really aren't doing anything. You know, he's calling all these like fake handoff pitches or wide receiver screens that just get demolished. And they're, they're, it's like the defense knows what's coming. It also isn't helpful that Ryan Pace hasn't drafted a uh, offensive lineman since 1984. Mm-hmm. So what about what about the Bears? Garcia Garza. Oh, yeah. He was good once. Yeah, he was there a while ago. Yeah, Kyle Long was good for a mm. while, but this offensive line that the Bears have is just atrocious. Mm. So um, they are not in a good spot. They don't have much uh, draft capital, cap space moving into. Well, they have draft capital now moving into next year. So all yeah. that to say, if they're able to, like, if they lose out and have a top 10 pick, it sounds like. Lawrence and Fields will be kind of the top two quarterbacks to go. But I hear there's this kid from BYU that slings it pretty good. Yeah. What's what's his story? Uh, his name is uh um um Zach uh Taylor? Efron. Taylor. <laughs> no, Zach Taylor, that's the coach of uh, the Bengals, right? Is that really his yeah, name? Yeah, what's oh gosh, that's terrible. I'm the college guy. Uh Zach Efron. Well, no, he was in High School Musical. Will Wilson, Zach Wilson, Wilson God, Taylor. Jeez, but I've seen like a couple of highlights <clears> from him, which again, <throat> they're just highlights. But I hear the kid just like freaking. Yeah, he it. looks younger than Justin Herbert, though. Is the problem? Do you want a guy that looks like he's sixteen? Let's pause it real quick. Speaking of looking like you're sixteen, did you see? Our boy Justin Herbert's haircut this week. Was that true about that he got the, his haircut from the strength and conditioning coach? This, <laughs> yeah, and it looks like it. Oh, man. And he doesn't look happy in that picture is, either. He's like, what happened to my hair? Man. Do you think went, they, they like, did that does, because he, as like a bet or like as a punishment like for him losing all these games? I think it's like the – I think it. it sounds like – they were saying it was like some like motivational thing to like get the team hyped. And then they like, I worry they just like cut off Sam. Well, no, like, I mean, if you read the Bible, you know, like cutting off long hair, isn't, isn't a good, like it didn't work out well for Samson. Mm -mm. 
I don't know how well this is going to work no. out for old uh, Herbs. You even he, named your uh, he's balling. You even named your dog after that parable. Oh yeah, old Delilah, she's doing good. But uh, Herbert, man, he looks like the real deal. He's slinging it. Yeah. Uh, for the Chargers, I think they got they got a nice pick out of him. So. Yeah, that's exciting. So they stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the heart or lung or whatever. (laughs) Do you think they did that on purpose? Just I mean, uh, you know, just puncture a little lung. Let's get herbs in the game. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're uh, Spano and you're just like, hey, you drop him an extra, you know, twenty k to the doctor, like, hey, make this one count, you know. So what? So do you think the Bears linemen just uh, the offensive line just like sacrificed? Nick Nick Foles to the the old gods last mm. week and broke his hip so that troops troops can come back. Yeah, are you a are you a trubis or a truther? A, what is it? The true true biscuits. True biscuits. Oh, man, who knows? So I think at this point, the way that the Bears' offense is the way that the Bears' offensive line is like Nick Foles is just like you can't have a statue back there with like with just like an open fence for an offensive line. So if anything, like Trubisky can at least run around before the, he gets murdered. Um, they're just, <clears throat> they're not like the, the offense, like, man, if they could just score 10 points a game, I think that their defense and special teams would keep them in most games. So what if, so who but, says uh, no to this trade? The Bears trade uh, Mitch and a first rounder for Deshaun. Yeah, the the Texans say no to that. Really, Bill, Bill O'Brien's no longer there. Yeah, Bill O'Brien's not there to give out any more blue chippers. But but if you're the Texans, you have to rebuild it. No, you don't trade. You have to rebuild again. You don't trade Deshaun. Yeah, I guess so. you don't. No, trade I mean, but Deshaun. you the, your first step in rebuilding is getting a a blue chip quarterback, and they have that. Yeah, I guess so. So my hope is that the Bears get this little uh, dude from BYU, the Stormin' Mormon, with uh, the the arm blessed by Joseph Smith, and he comes to Chicago and balls out. <laughs> Brigham Young. You don't have to worry about him like getting caught up too much in partying and stuff. Like let's just uh, <laughs> get him out there slinging it. <laughs> And if that doesn't work out, I think they really need to bottom out in 2022 and then just see what happens. 2021, if Trevor you know, stays, but he's going to the Jets. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think he is. I would actually a few weeks ago I was 50-50 on him staying or going. Now I'm like 80-20 is going to leave. I think he was just pos- pandering to the fan base of Clemson, saying he might stay. Yeah, he's going to. He's going to. At the end of the day, like Gates is gone, and like you just don't know, like. If he stays, the Jets could very well have the top pick the next year. And it's like he stays his senior year and the Jets still take him the next year. And it's like, well, what was the point of that? So, yeah, I think like go make like yourself a millionaire a year earlier. You only have so but many see, years I don't, to play I don't, in the NFL. I don't go buy that money. at all, though, because he's going to get that huge like Mahomes contract either way. Like, what's the point? What's the difference of getting it a year early uh, versus I, like yeah, a year later? Let's 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 slow let's slow down a minute before we just give the Clemson kid half a billion dollars oh, for ten years. Let's let's prove it. Let's prove it a little He'll bit first. He'll prove it. He'll oh, ball boy. out. Why don't you just, boy? What if uh, the Jets just uh, bring up uh, Debo and uh, and your boy 
Just sign them both from Clemson. Yeah, you know, if like if Dabo were to lose to Notre Dame at the end of the year, the Clemson face he's been frustrated with the Clemson fan base. And so like the Clemson fan base, he would definitely like hear the message boards of like fire Dabo, like how could he lose two games with this talented team and like he when he could go to the Jets and lose a lot more games. Yeah, but it's like one of those like you know, he's always been a very ambitious guy. Like, he doesn't like, you know, the the fan base second-guessing him and all that. And and to have Trevor and to be able to build – he likes building things. And so it's one of those, like, he built the Clemson program. And if it's like, you know what, I won the two titles. I did all I could. Let's just see what we can do in the NFL. You know, we'll probably flame out and become another Spurrier. But I don't know. It's That's interesting. I, I, I don't think he ends up going there, but. It's an interesting prospect if he and Trevor teamed up again, and they could draft ETN too at the end of the first round. So I don't know. Mm. That's a oh, I got excited for a second to become a to move move just back a to New bit, York. Huh? Just to become move a Jets to fan. New York to me. Yeah. I actually moved to Jersey this time though. So everything's legal there. <laughs> actually, it is legalized. Uh, you know, sports betting. Yeah, I don't have to use a prep. Were there any NFL? Are there any NFL games here that you're excited about? This no, I week? do have an NFL play. We need to move on to our NFL plays. Uh, get re- we got some bangers this week. There's some good matchups. Yeah, get ready to hold your nose at this one. My favorite play. Carl's going to be excited. Carl, if you're listening, I like the Cowboys getting seven versus your Vikings. That's too wow. many points for a home dog, right? I mean, the Cowboys still have all those receivers and Zeke. I mean, they would have yeah. covered seven versus Let the. Me check uh, some stuff out. They did cover seven versus the Steelers. So you're saying seven? Let, so I'm gonna check out. There. So PFF is saying seven's a pretty pretty good line. Yeah. Seven's seven might be valuable. Uh, the sharps are on. Uh, the sharps are on the Cowboys. We'll start there. That's always good. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing on PFF is saying 66% of the tickets are on Minnesota, but 77% of the cash mm-hmm. is on Dallas. Interesting. That's too many points. This is, you know, Baru's thing, and not to mention, not to bring it back to Baru, but he loves when, when the home dog that's a non-divisional game is getting the big points. So the game's... At Minnesota. Oh, it's at Minnesota. Yeah, I don't, whatever. But I don't think I don't think home field advantage. Like you can't take too much no. stock in that this year without fans. Definitely not. Uh, Mon- Monday night's game, gambling aside, should just be a fun one. Tampa Bay versus uh, Aaron Donald led Rams. Mm, that is actually be a fun one. That's a really good game. And then we've got uh, Green Bay at Indianapolis Sunday afternoon game. I'm not going to go get COVID, man. They just, there's too much COVID here. I'll just watch it from home. But that'll be a good game. And then uh, we got Aaron Rodgers versus the tough Colts defense. That'll wow. be really good to see. That'll be, I think that'll be a really good game. That should be. Uh, yeah. Do you have, what, what plays do you have for us? As we close here, man, 
As we close here, yeah. So I'm with you, and I like uh, I like the Chiefs coming off the bye week to lay to lay the Vegas. six and a half or to tease them. Yeah, I think they're going to come out hot. They they lost to the the Raiders earlier this week or earlier this year. Mm. Um, you like them to blow? I, you like I think them to blow that. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty handy wow. handy you win. Should, I you think do the last time. Then. Pleaser. I hardly know her. Really? Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, if I were, so if I were to do a tease, so remind me, if I do a two-team tease, how many points well, do you I can, get? Well, you can select, you know, if you want to do, usually the, the, usually the default is six. Oh, it's a three-team tease. Six. Usually when you do a three-team teaser, obviously if you do six points, you get better odds than if you teased at ten. If you do a pleaser, you would get to move. You would move it the other direction, so you would need the Chiefs to win by uh, thirteen or more. But you get odds for that. You get better odds for that. That's not yeah. a bad idea, though. I don't know. If you want to tease, you could put Tennessee and Kansas City into a tease. Mm, I'm not putting. I'm not putting the Titans defense into a teaser. It's not happening. No, no I, there, there's other no. good teasers, though. I, I mean, just tease them to win. What else do you see? <clears throat> uh, well, there's another teaser game that I had marked down. It was the. Ooh, you could bring Pittsburgh with Jacksonville. Oh, we, we could do a two team seven point teaser. Tease the Chargers to two and a half. Versus the Jets with the Chiefs down to one. Ooh, Ooh I like that one. There's some options I like the out Dolphins there. Dolphins too. They've been my. They've been the sweetheart betting team. Yeah, they've been sneaky. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta wonder: do do they hold with it, or people people uh, catch on to it? So as we're as we're just starting to ramble on here, let's get. Uh, you're uh, sitting in fifth place in our fantasy league. How are you feeling about your well, team? Well, I lost Eckler and George Kittle, and Aaron Jones was out. And yeah, uh, receivers have been kind of lackluster. I like Mike Williams. I don't know if I'm going to keep him next year. I, I made the trade for DJ Shark. Shark Week, Ooh. I'm hoping. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, those two guys are are two pretty much my call it second and fourth best players, maybe first and and fourth best yeah. player. Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones has been pretty good for you. Do you feel confident about being able to make a playoff? No, run? not at all. Not at all. I need I I would need a miracle out of Rick's Burkhead this week, and Logan mm. Thomas. He was all right. He got me six points last week. I just need the Dolphins D to get yeah. like twenty points versus Denver. That'd be exciting. Christian Wilkins. It could happen, man. It could happen. We'll see. It could happen. I'm in I'm in trouble this week. I'm having to roll with uh, Gronk and Antonio. Oh dear Brown. Jay. And uh Brandon the Cooks. The most frustrated so, player that you've had has been probably Montgomery, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's you're having trouble deciding like what receiver to start. Like AJ Brown, you bench him, he goes off, then you start him, and he's been terrible. 
Yeah, I've done that several. That's cost me a couple of times. But I will say, I did say on draft night that my that the steal of the draft was me getting Stefan Diggs. I was for even $8. saying like if I had yeah, any that money, I would have price enforced. But I had zero money because I price enforced my way to my players that I already had. So even if I don't make it, I can feel good knowing I got the. Steal I guess he's your keeper next year. Probably him. Clyde, you weren't happy with the Le'Veon Bell signing. That really hurt me, man. That that uh, deal for Lev yeah. really hurt. He only hurt had five carries last week. Because yeah, it's pretty disappointing. So maybe maybe he'll do it for the Chiefs mm. for me. So, all righty, well, buddy. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I think we hit it all. Frustrating players, Lamar Jackson this year. You needed thirty out of him a game, and he's just not been doing that. Yeah, their 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 offense hasn't been stellar. Nope. But we're at the 35-minute mark. That's a solid, you know. Wow. That's a solid, like, you know, drive-home commute uh, for our listeners. So we should feel good. Yeah, I don't know who's going to listen to it, but there was some, <laughs> there was some good content out You'd there You'd be surprised. I actually, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my tenant uh, to, to my home was actually <laughs> sent me a message that he's listening. So, you know, tenant, if you're listening, you know, Wow. Hey, thanks for the support. Uh, yeah. Good job, Tenant. Click right here and subscribe. So, you know, all that good stuff. Well, thanks well, for having me on. do it next week. I, Brew might be, like I said, Brew might be relegated. Um, you know. Perfect. Um, do you remember your of sign course. off line? I know you struggled with no, it a couple I did, weeks I did ago. I that for showmanship. Are you ready for it? It's, it's... Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't well, know about that. Listen, Jay, you know what I always say. Here, here it comes. You definitely you can't say? lose what you don't put in the middle. But you can't win much either. Roll. There you go.